When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, second hour up and running here. Breakfast with Missile and Brandy. couple of... Uh Text messages here from the Pearl. He says, Smash Mouth Missile. Mm, was the that Shrek was version. Shrek of the Monkeys. Uh, uh, but it, it is actually a Neil, Neil Diamond song. Yeah, didn't know that. Uh, and boys, fun fact they originally wanted the 32nd of December every four years, not the 29th of Feb, says the Pearl. Why is February so weird? Why is it 28 days? Why 20? Like, how, how did they come up with that? That's bizarre. It's quite bizarre. Yeah, I've never really thought about it. Mm. No, but it is, yeah. Uh, Peter Valandis has landed in Las Vegas, Brandy. He spoke with Denny Wilder last TVL night on India. Nine News. TVL in Vegas. Uh, here's a bit of what he had to say. To be here and to showcase rugby league is certainly uh, a dream. The success for me will be, firstly, you know, to get the 40,000 people to the ground, but more importantly... It's the mass audience that we want, and that's the um, the television. You know, is it here for five years for sure? It's hit absolutely. You're never going to achieve something over over one year. You know, when I was coming over on the plane, I thought to myself, "You imbecile, what have you done?" You know, uh, uh, you know. Not the first time you said that to yourself. No, no, I've called myself an imbecile many times. Um, actually, uh, I'm, I think I'm king of the imbeciles. I think I've taken over from George Costanza, although he's king of the idiots, isn't he? So, so please, a little respect. <laughs> For I am Costanza, Lord of the Idiots. What's your biggest fear? Uh, the, the biggest fear I have is something goes wrong, you know, and anything could go wrong. But it can go wrong in Australia too. It's, it, it's certainly Vegas. is player misbehaviour? Uh, player misbehaviour, but look, I've got confidence in our players. They're professionals, it's round one, and they know they're representing not only the NRL but Australia. So uh, I, I, I'm confident about them, but there's 14,000 Australians too. That's right. There's 14,000 Australians. So PVL's not just talking about the players. And he no. said, well, they're professionals. Famous last words. <laughs> but I, I don't think anything's going to go wrong off the field. Um, I just hope it works on the field as well as we are all hoping it does. I agree. Isn't it, it's, isn't it interesting listening to a guy like PVL who he's such a powerful man. He's so successful. And you, you hear even he has second thoughts. You know, flying over, he's thinking, mm. what have I done? Even well, he well, second-guesses himself. It's a great lesson for everyone out there. You'll always have those negative thoughts pop into your head, but just crack on with it, and if you don't take your shot, you'll never know. Yeah. Now, the first test between Australia and New Zealand starts this morning, straight after our show. Catch every ball live from Wellington with Jared Waitley, Ian Smith, Adam Collins, and the rest of the SEN team. And Jared Waitley joins us on the line now from Wellington. Jared, g'day. Brandy, James, hello. I'm, I'm excited to be in Wellington, but I, I can't help but 
live vicariously through the Vegas experience at the moment. I'm, I'm so excited for you all, and I, I sincerely hope that it works. Mm. Uh, you're almost uh, a resident over there, Jared. If, if you threw to if, if SENZ was calling you, they'd say our very own Jared Waitley joined us now on the program. You, you can't get away from New Zealand. What's the weather like over there? Uh, it's it, it's the cliche. It's heavily overcast and it was raining as I arrived in from mm. Auckland this morning. But it is uh, it's dried up and the the ground preparations are underway. And it is that classic look down onto the square and you can only vaguely pick the pitch. Uh, it's green. It's properly green down and grey overhead. So. Yeah, if you were to concoct what will the first morning in New Zealand look like, I would have had a stab at this, and it's exactly as you would imagine. So whoever wins the toss, Jared, are they going to want to bat or bowl first on this pitch? I think I think they will bowl. I know there are... For every now and then, it's a trap in New Zealand going with the conditions, but to my eye, uh, you would certainly bowl, and then it will probably flatten out and become a little easier to bat as the uh, as the first couple of days go along, but yeah, New Zealand's best chance is to get after Australia's top order, and these are the exact conditions for it. And Australia's fast bowlers have been uh, that's been the entire story of the summer. So I would anticipate that they would love to bowl as well. Jared, Jared, I heard um, Pat Cummins um, interviewed, and he said, well, "I've never played cricket in Wellington. In fact, I've never been to Wellington. We we don't." And I don't know how long it is since we've played a test match in New Zealand, um, but we don't play enough against them, I don't think. No, I, I concur absolutely with that. So it's eight years since a test series was played here. There are there are some holdovers. So Steve Smith was here, Usman Khawaja, Mitch Marsh, Josh Hazelwood and Nathan Lyon. But yeah, is that... Mitch Stark and Pat Cummins have had substantial test careers and they haven't played the, with the red ball on these shores. I do think the the Chapel Hadley concept, which was uh, that was imagined as a as an annual tournament, three white ball games perhaps. I feel like that should be played every year. We should really lean into the the Trans Tasman rivalry. Um, yeah, as we probably don't do the right thing by New Zealand with Test cricket, maybe that's up to them a little bit. They, they're hellishly uncompetitive against us, which is so odd because they're mm. they were the first World Test champions. They have an excellent record against India and England, but they've, they've only won one out of the past 31 Test matches against Australia. So Ooh. perhaps in there somewhere is the psychology of the big brother, little brother, which plays against them. Absolutely, yeah, they are better than that, aren't they? That that's a. I, mm. I didn't realise the record was so heavily weighted Australia's way. Uh, Neil Wagner retired. Now, I guess uh, yeah. he was tapped on the shoulder and said, Neil, this might be it. Um, but there's a good young bowler, Will O'Rourke. Uh, so he uh, he fronted up and said, that's it. It was surprising insofar as that they weren't going to pick him because the previous series on Australian shores was defined by Neil Wagner's bowling to Steve Smith, which is a real flex point in Smith's career. Um, every team, every bowler seemed completely out of ideas. And Wagner uh, bowled to great effect the short stuff, which curtailed Smith and frustrated him immensely. And, and since that time, that's been picked up by numerous other teams. And Smith's been nowhere near as prolific as in the past. But he, he was 37, Wagner. Um, 
absolutely wholehearted. And once they told him he wasn't going to be pitched for either of these test matches, he gracefully bowed out to great affection, I think it should be said. Mm. Um, so, yeah, young Tyros did get after Australia. Tim Southey's the captain, so he's the, he's the stalwart. Um, and now the likes of O'Rourke. So there's some question around they'll probably play a fourth seamer rather than a spinner in Santner as well. So they might just go all out to try to unsettle Australia. Jared, it was talk that these, I think the first three days of this match were sold out. Is that right? Yeah, the first four days, in fact. First um, four it's days. 14,400 capacity. It's a oh, beautiful it's little... little cricket ground. Yes. It's very English. Um, just the hill, uh, which is a third of the ground. So I'm at the Vance Street end, so in the grandstand. And when you look to the other side of the ground, it's a hill. There's a what looks to me like a war memorial, which we'll go and have a look at a little bit later on. Um, the seating is on this side of the ground. And then there are, what would there be? One, two, three, four, five. It's, it's sort of six bench, six rows of bench seats um, for the rest of the way around. So it, it it's very suburban. Is you can You sort of just wander down Adelaide Street, and then suddenly it's in front of you. Um, yeah, beautiful, picturesque, uh, but nowhere, just a proper cricket ground, not a stadium. So, mm. yeah, it doesn't always fill, so we shouldn't take that for granted. Australia are a big ticket draw. I feel like this should be a three-test series rather than a two-test mm-hmm. series, but there'll be a terrific atmosphere today, and a lot of Australians have travelled. As um, I made my way over in the past 24 hours, and there are there a heap of people on a couple of planes I was on that were all heading here as well. So, yeah, it's... I. It'll be charming um, as well as uh, hopefully ferocious in the middle. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to be there, the Basin. I've, I've played footy at the Basin. Uh, it's a beautiful little yep. ground. Yep. It really is. Uh, now, we, we posed this question. Uh, we had our seven tackle set yesterday. One of the questions was, Jared, will Steve Smith still be opening this time next year? This time next year, yes. yes. I'll throw it yeah. at you. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, he will. So uh, That's the, following the, the five-test series against India. Yes, yeah. The, the Smith part of the equation will work, I think. Uh, he, is, he might be the great batter of his generation. He's certainly one of the big four. He'll make his adaptations at the top of the order. The real question for me is whether Green is ready to pin down number four. Mm-hmm. So four is for a player who routinely makes centuries and averages more than 50. It's not... So six has been the perfect spot for Green to learn his game and serve apprenticeship. But once you move to four, you have to routinely make centuries. And it's, it really is in his hands whether he's ready to be that player just yet. I think he will be that player, but is he ready to be that player right now? And that's the, the balance that Australia will have to walk. Smith, I think Smith will be fine. But if Green is not making... If by this time next year he hasn't made three centuries at number four, then that's not working because that's one of the prime positions in the batting order. Jared, if there's a sold-out crowd and this this is so popular, why don't we beat up on our little brothers over there in New Zealand more often, bring them over and whip them on Australian soil a few times every couple of years? Well, I think I think the answer to that, James, is because they've been disappointing on our shores. Mm. So in a way, this is more suited to being over here. So there was a great build-up in 2019-20, three-test match series, back to Boxing Day, and they were barely competitive, separate to the, the Wagner duels with Smith and Wade. Um, they got walloped, and, and they were really disappointing. Okay. Um, so whether they represent box office on our side of the Tasman, I think, 
I think you could judge by the schedule the answer to that is no, but Australia is definitely box office on this side of the Tasman. And I feel like that's part of the evolution of this phase of Test cricket, I think, will be uh, go and play where you are sought after and then pick and choose who you play on home soil. Everyone can still play everyone, but we've just sort of lived through a summer which is a bit less than India and England, shall we politely say. Um, but when Australia went to Pakistan, it was fantastic when Australia goes to the West Indies, when Australia goes to New Zealand. So I wonder about that. Maybe it's just not its not just equal, you tour here, we tour there. It's maybe we need to be a bit cleverer in the scheduling to, to keep these rivalries healthy. And, and one of the things you did while you were in Vegas for the, uh, the Super Bowl, Jared, was go out and watch the Live Golf. And a story that's just come across mm. our desk, something that... Uh, I don't really want you to comment on, but amazing. Um, 38-year-old Anthony Kim returns to golf after 12 years. Retired at 26 uh, of the PGA <laughs> Tour. He's back 12 years later. Liv have just signed him up, which is incredible. It's a, they've got a really interesting... They've got great depths in their field. So when, when we sat there, so we sat on the eighth and watched the groups come through, and most of the groups had a name player. Is it stretched to 18 to 20 who would go, yeah, I'd be happy to get out on the fairways and watch those golfers. So from where it started, where they had a handful, they have grown that. Now, the, the rest of it is, is up for how you feel about it and, and whether you think the three rounds is enough and that. But they, the depths of the fields that they have gathered are serving their format really well. And it was a, it was a good, fun morning and afternoon in Vegas. And, and we saw, without question... Uh, a good number of the world's best golfers play in front of us. Jared, all the best with the call over there today. Uh, expecting a big day from the Aussies, and uh, we'll check in with you later in the week. Ripper, have a great week, and uh, yeah, I hope Vegas is as spectacular as it could be. Thanks, We're Jared. Sure, it will be. The first test between Australia and New Zealand starts this morning, straight after our show. Catch every ball live from Wellington. With Jared, Ian Smith, Adam Collins, and the rest of the SEN team. Well, it was great speaking with Jared Waitley in Wellington and our back page segment with Michael Carianis. Usually heard at the time at that time will be on the show at 7.40. So MC coming up at 7.40. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. Our open line number, Brandy, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy to give us a buzz and talk to us during the show. Andrew from San Susie, good morning. Morning, lads. How are you? Oh, we're very well. It's a bit of a weird day for us, though, the 29th of February. We're not sure what to do with ourselves. Now, you reckon you know why we yeah. do this leap year situation? I do, and, and you need to know because it's pretty cool. So yes. our calendar year is based on 365 days, and it's based on the Earth's orbit around the sun. Mm. Now, the problem with that is that it actually takes 365.25 day, days. So an extra six hours to ah. do it. So if we don't reset it once every four years, all the ca all the seasons become unaligned. So it's actually mathematically brilliant, to be honest. There we go. What who great explanation. Who invented that, Andrew? Who Sorry? was responsible? Who was, was this the Romans? Was this the How long have we been the doing Greeks? Yeah, I, I can't answer that. I can lie and pretend and say it was the Egyptians. <laughs> go, go on. Yes. <laughs> can Very I, good. Can I say one more thing? Yep. You can. If, if you think 
kids are excited before Christmas Day. We're going to Vegas tomorrow for the NRL, mm. and the excitement levels are through the roof, boys. I can't tell you. So who, you're, you're taking the family? No. No, mate. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Just sorry. Boys trip. Yeah, okay. The boys. That's Andrew from Stern. Susie, thanks for calling through. You're in line to be our Club Med Caller of the Week. You could be in the running for a trip to Bali worth $10,000. There's another Christmas morning moment, but this time it'll be for you and your family because you've got to take them after the boys trip to Vegas. Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Mr. Voss Vegas. Yeah. Yes, That's what they're is. calling it, Voss Vegas. He's taking over the joint. Morning, Vossy. Uh, uh, good morning, James Brandy. Can you believe here I am? I Like, I can't believe I'm here. Where I'm speaking to you right now, I'm across from the Bellagio. The fountain goes off every 15 minutes like the Ocean's Eleven movie. Yes. Caesar's Palace next to it. Planet Hollywood, the other side of the road. Um, the Eiffel Tower restaurant, the, mm. you know, the Eiffel Tower, one-third the size. And, and I look down uh, Las Vegas Boulevard, and who's the first person I see? Hammy Goodman. Hammy <laughs> <laughs> Goodman Mr. Junket himself. Down. Yeah, here I am looking for, a, exactly, I'm looking for a George Clooney or a Julia Roberts or someone, <laughs> and I see Hammy Goodman. So that's a bit of bruising for you. Uh, and now, are you, are you bumping into many Australians, yeah. Vossi? We, we've just, we just heard Peter Volandi say he's, oh, he's worried. <laughs> he's worried because not, not just the players, but... There's going to be, you know, 20,000 Australians in Vegas and they might get up to no good either. Have you bumped many? Have I bumped many? <laughs> <laughs> I have spent the morning uh, filming for the fans. So, uh, mate, I have met a 1,000 Australian fans today all having the time of their life. I mean, I, 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 I'm blessed that I'm here and I get to call this work, but... People that have come over here, and obviously not on a like really um, long notice, they've come here on relatively short notice, are now already saying we're coming back next year. We haven't even played the game yet, you know. Like they are having the time of their life. Everyone's on the same cloud nine. We can't believe rugby league is here. Uh, and last night I took a trip out to Allegiant Stadium, first time I'd seen the Death Star. Yeah, the rugby league billboard out the front, the digital billboard. Does, you, you had to pinch me. Was that real? Rugby league being advertised throughout this city. Um, so getting the exposure, they're ramping it up. There's a whole lot of fan events on tonight and the next day. So, you know, it is, rugby league's having a red hot crack here. And I will talk down, shoot down anyone who wants to say, this is not the right thing to do. We should spend our money elsewhere. No, I'm saying dream big, think big, go for it. Bossy, I think it's starting to sink in for all of us that aren't there the FOMO, the fear of missing out, watching all you guys over there in Vegas. For you as a caller, so this is this yep. is this like the Olympic Games for you? Is this one of the biggest gigs you've ever had? Where where does it stand for you on on your career? Uh, event wise, James, I'm saying that certainly in rugby league, I, 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 there's nothing bigger in my. This is my 38th mm. season covering rugby league. I've never experienced anything like this and doubt that I will. Maybe next year might top it, but the first one, there'll only be one first. We talked about firsts, James, on the program last week, didn't we? Um, th there'll only be one first one. To say you were here is, is something special. Uh, yes, I've covered Olympic Games and other big sporting events, and being at Rugby League World Cups has been a personal favourite, but for the event 
the the landscape that rugby league is a part of um, this week, it, it, it cannot be topped. It cannot be topped. Uh, and again, I can only impress on those tuned in right now. We are here for four years after this. Uh, lock in your plans that you've got to get here sometime in the next four years if you are a true rugby league fan. Vossi, you're ticking off some of the big sites in Vegas. Now tell us what iconic things have you seen? So you've seen the, the fountain at the Bellagio. Have you seen the gondolas at the Venetian uh, Caesar's yes. Palace where the real Caesar once lived, according to Alan from The Hangover? What, what have you ticked off the bucket list in Vegas so far? Yeah, right. Well, well, I must say, Caesar, I haven't walked inside Caesar's Palace, but from the outside, I had no idea it was that big. I mean, it's, it's a city in itself. The Bellagio, when I pulled up in the Bellagio in a taxi um, today, I really felt like I was on the set of a movie. Mm. Like, you know, so many movies that you've watched over the years around these places. You, again, it's a pinch me moment. Um, I, I actually love the strip. The hardest thing is getting around. Just so people know, and, and maybe people have been to France, the Champs-Élysées was the widest road I've ever seen, only to be topped by Las Vegas Boulevard. So <laughs> yeah, count the lanes, five, six, seven... There's 16 lanes, so it's, it's a bloody long road to cross. Like, that's almost my fitness campaign, <laughs> crossing the roads here. Um, it's an amazing strip. It's an amazing strip. Uh, and, and seeing rugby league, I, I heard from the Manly boys that last week um, Pat Mahomes and uh, Travis Kelsey were playing at the casino, playing blackjack at the uh, Resorts World, and they were surrounded by security guards, so you couldn't get close. But I think some player may have snuck a photo in from, mm. you know, across the way. So that was a big thrill. The players have had a great time. And, and as far as I'm aware, they've all been well-behaved. They've had a great time. They've had some downtime and, and you know, they've enjoyed the surrounds. Uh, but I think they're going to remember it too as a career highlight. You know, win, lose or draw Saturday night. Mm. An experience, that's right. Um, have oh, you been... On, James. Uh, James. No, 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 hang on. James, I've got a couple of street performers coming towards me. Uh, and uh, how do I put it? They're not wearing much. Uh, I'll just let them, I'll just say hi. How are you, ladies? Lovely to see you. I'm just on radio in Australia. Do you know James Magnuson? Yes, yes, they do. They remember you, James. Yes. Yeah, no, no. Wow. That was, were, were, wow. were they part of that $10,000 cabana? <laughs> oh, uh, but, That's incredible. And they, you're right, Matt. James, one of the, I won't give his name, one of the Fox League production crew was stung for a photo. Uh, coughed up $25. Wow. For a photo. Unbeknownst to them, they, they got a photo and then had to cough up 25 American for a photo. Any, any blackjack, any roulette, yep. any craps yet? Any Anything on the tables? No, I took a photo of this, uh, the horse racing machine yesterday. Went really old school. Someone said it looks like something that you'd find in Reesby Workers. But mm. it's got, you know, the little horses <laughs> running around the track and you... They you, used to you, have one of those at Panthers. Well, that was great. They were unreal. Yeah. yeah, exactly. At Panthers, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's at Resorts World. I might give that a crack later today. I yeah. haven't... Honestly, guys, yesterday was a full day filming um, and into the night. And I, I'm about to... Um, I'm contemplating the Bellagio Buffet next. Mm, sounds just, good. Because I'm up this end of the strip, yep. I thought I might go over there and then get back into the work. We've got a, a team show tonight on Fox League, um, NRL 360 as well. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a bit on and, and, a, and a real party for the Australian fans. It is going to be – I mean, what could go wrong, Brandy? Live that's, audience, Vegas, 20,000 Australians. P Peter Vlandis has got nothing to worry about. They're coming back, these girls. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, no, leave, nothing, you, we'll no, leave you to the nothing girls. Nothing to worry about. 
No, Hammy Goodman, he's come back. He's, he's hanging around like a, <laughs> you know what, but uh, it is amazing. Here I am in Vegas, folks. Bellagio, Caesars Palace, Planet Hollywood, and Hammy Goodman. I'm living the dream. Bossy, thanks for joining us. Enjoy another day of Vegas. Uh, we've got the 7.30 news up next with Vanessa. Then we're straight back, Brandy. We're going to go through those headlines again. And still, of course, Michael Karianis, not long after the news, heaps of NRL headlines to get through with him. Here on Breakfast, we're powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks, Vanessa. Breakfast powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. A couple of texts coming through for the Voss man. Pedro the Rooster says, uh, Vossi, say hello to Candy for me. Don't know if Candy's still over there in Vegas. That's funny. That's funny, Pedro. Uh, Brandy's gone quite with Bo Vossi mentioning the street performance. Must be imagining himself down in Cronulla again. Uh, you, you wouldn't. No, I don't know that one. No, you, no. So we, we, did, we started off... Uh, might have been Super Sad Day. They crossed to us. I'm at Cronulla doing this, and they had uh, the uh, Latino dancing girls all ah. surround me yeah. while I'm trying to do the cross, <laughs> and I'm trying to keep my eyes straight on the camera and not look. <laughs> so, and and uh, and they were getting really close, like so close. <laughs> it was very distracting. Awkward, awkward. Uh, has Vossi found a pie shop? I will have to ask him tomorrow. Probably not. Uh, Jason said, "Can you ask Vossi to check with reception if the real Caesar?" Lived at Caesar's Palace. Yes, of course. And Hang is there up. any Americans going to this game? It, it'll be interesting. Will, be will they few. be able to? Will they be able to tell? Like ticketing? Would they be able to tell whether? No, probably nah. not. Whether how many uh, Americans actually go to the game? Some of the sporting headlines this morning: James and Matildas have qualified for the Paris Olympics after beating Uzbekistan ten nil at Marvel Stadium. Cross rather, and the ball back in. Oh, surely here it is, Heyman. She's got the second, inside four minutes. Look at the space on the left-hand side for Steph Catley. The Matildas skip up with the ball in. Heyman is there again, and she's at the double. Fowler's early ball, Heyman's there for number three. A hat-trick in 15 minutes of international football on her return. It's a good ball in, or how did that stay out? Driven back in, and there it is. Heyman adding. The finishing touches to an outstanding first half of football for the Matildas. There's been a debate here in studio, Brandy, about a hat-trick in sports away from cricket. Do those three goals have to be in a row for it to be called a hat-trick? I say no. In rugby league, we call a hat-trick three tries at any point during a game. Mm -hmm. Producer Ben tends to think that the goals have to be consecutive for, for it to be called a hat-trick. We're taking cricket terminology into other sports. We'll let our listeners weigh in on that one as well. Well, we're definitely... 736. Yeah, we are definitely rugby league. You score three tries, you get a hat trick. It doesn't matter whether you score the in a row or whether they're, mm. you know, there's other try scorers in between those tries, the, yes. your, your tries. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, in our last headlines, I joked because it said Michelle Heyman scored a hat trick and I said, of course, she scored four. But Ben seems to think that they have to be one after the other to be called a hat trick. Uh, our poor Sydney Kings, we had Paul Smith on the show yesterday. They've gone down to the New Zealand Breakers. They are gone. 83-76 loss to the New Zealand Breakers overnight. The Breakers are going to play the Hawks in a do-or-die game Monday night 
uh, after the Tasmanian jump, Jack Jumpers took down the Hawks 92-76. And a reminder that the first test between Australia and New Zealand starts this morning. We spoke to Jared Waitley. Catch every ball live from Wellington uh, with the SEN team, which includes Waitley, Smith and Collins. Thanks for m making the switch to SEN 1170 AM, the home of sport in Sydney. We're here for Bryden's lawyers, unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Bryden's lawyers. Uh, in just a moment, Michael Carrion. Big man, MC. And now on Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy, the back page with Michael Carrianis. MC, good morning. Uh, baby watch, what, uh, what's happening? No movement yet, boys. No movement yet. Probably still a little bit, two and a bit weeks away before... Uh, oh, plenty of time. Oh, you could have gone to Vegas. So... What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not so much that. It's also the fact that we've got a... 18 months old, so it's a little bit hard for my wife to move around at the moment. Hey, Mitch, Mitch Moses has sent a precedent for men around the world now. He, he played <laughs> regardless, so I'm, I'm using that as a precedent for my future future life. Well, I did do 360 the day after the first one was born. Yeah, you're yeah that's all right. Get to yeah. Vegas. Yep. What are so, we talking about here? But, oh, it's a bit far. It's a bit far. I had my little... How do you how do you feel getting bumped for Jared Waitley? We took his call over yours today. Uh, controversial. I, I was I was vouching for you, MC. Yeah, I'm but sure you're pushing for me. I was. Oh, yes, I'm sure you were. And, and so 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 was I, Michael. Oh, yeah, yeah. You wanted me at 905, Brandy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you you can join the cricket boys. Um, now, were you doing an NRL fantasy team last night? Is, is someone someone? Yes. Yeah. Late finish at my house. Last night had um, uh, well twelve of us get together. We do it every year, and um, I ended up with pick one. So I got your boy Nathan Cleary, um, Brandy. Right? Is I... he is he the top scoring guy on uh, Supercoach? Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of variations in in um, some of the rules that we have in our comp as well. So yeah, but yeah, he's it's probably him or Nico Hines are the top picks. Yeah, Nico. Well, Nico Hines last year had forty uh, line break assists, thirty try assists. Yeah. Like so, mm, so yeah. for a year that you, you might have thought, oh, well, Cronulla didn't go that good, but the, Nico's attacking numbers were. I would have thought the super coach guy, if if he plays and kick is, goals, is Tom Trebojevic. Remember, he broke the record. Yeah. It was like 150 points and a half or something. But outrageous. but that that was in 21, wasn't it? Was that 21? It, when, I'm not sure. What, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was 21, right. where oh. the game was. So oh, the game was different. As high now. I don't, I don't think so. I don't mm. think anyone. Do you do the super coach? I don't. I mean, it, I, I tried it a couple of years and it got to origin and I just lost interest because half of my players were out and I didn't have enough picks. It just, yeah, it, it lost me there. Yeah, but it is uh, very popular. Now, the NRL casualty list, we just we spoke about Cohen Hess. Um, we didn't yesterday, but uh, that news filtering through. Uh, terrible for Cohen Hess to be out for the season, along with Tom Gilbert already ruled out for the season, both ACLs. Yeah, two Queensland forwards gone for for the season. Tom Gilbert and then Cohen Hess as as well. Two um, important players of of their side goals of the year. And the Sharks also received some really bad news with young forward Jesse Calhoun Calhoun um, gone uh, for a long, long time. Uh, boys, I haven't put a time frame on it, but it's my understanding it could be up to four months with a foot Ooh. injury, and he suffered. Um, a foot injury, a leg injury as well in last year's corresponding trial. Again, same venue, same week, 
uh, fame team, you know, week two of the trials against Canterbury last year, he suffered a, a foot injury which, which sidelined him as well. So it's really unlucky. But, yeah, he could be missing for up to four months, which is huge. That must be a bad injury. In that same game, I saw Sasai Fecky was limping around, hobbling a bit with the foot. Is, is he pulled up fine? Uh, that was Katoa. Sione Katoa. Ah, oh, Katoa, yeah. Katoa, yep. Fecky was... Yeah, I think they're okay. <laughs> Fecky's yeah. he, was the, he was the Katoa of 2016. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's okay, but they've got concerns around um, Dale Finucane. Didn't play in that trial. He's got a calf mm. problem. Um, Braden hamlin Ueli as well also um, is very unlikely to play round one. Um, so the Sharks, yeah, a few, a few issues for him. Can I get a little health check on Jacob Kiraz and Connor Tracy? Are they going to be sweet to start the season? Yeah, I'm not sure, Miss Old. They're interesting now. I don't... I think Kiraz is closer than Tracy. Right. Um, and, you know, Tracy's an interesting one because... Bronson Sherry was pretty decent in the in those trolls. That you think the the obvious selection there would be that he started in the centres. Obviously, Blake Tapp um, struggled a little bit in that last game, but I don't think Connor Trace will be anywhere near fit enough to start round one at fullback if he's in the squad. So uh, if he does play, it will be in the centres. But I wouldn't be surprised if he has to play um, reserve grade just to get um, some game time under his belt. Mm, Joe Ash Papali, uh, fullback at some stage in the year for the Bulldogs. Uh, the back page story today: DCE possible face of the NRL in America. Are we? Are we is this is this fair income? I, I saw Carl Stefanovic. There was a story involving yeah. Carl said he'd invested in 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 the league, in like an American league. Yeah. yeah. Like, is it really, yeah, yeah. really? Well, not not as a, a competition for for the NRL. Obviously, it's if. DCE at the end of his career decides that he wants to run around for another 12, 24 months and um, there's a little bit of money there in him for, to, to try and, and do that. Scott Penn, um, the Manly owner, is trying to you know, get involved with the, um, a rugby league side over there and if he's prepared to, to tip in some cash, well, you know, they'll be able to buy a, a marquee player and a guy like Daly Cherry Evans. Look, I just can't imagine. What sort of money would they like? Could I get a run, could I get a run over yeah. there in New York? Like, <laughs> like well, I'll, I'll go cheap. Like, I, it well, won't cost them that much. Well, well could you imagine <laughs> the blokes that Daly would be playing against? Yeah, <laughs> it'd be a towel up. That's a bit, yeah. But anyway, it's all good. You know, it's all good fodder. It's a bit of fun, right? Yeah. yeah. But it does lead you to think of who you know who should be you know, their first target. And we're not going to say, you know, Tom Travojevic or Caleb Ponger or someone at the high, you know, the peak of their powers. I think no. uh, Aaron, Aaron Woods would be awesome over there considering, um, you know, his, his stature in terms of his look and the way he talks and, and, you know, in terms of marketability, Woods is very marketable. I think he'd be awesome to, to get over there and sort of lead that campaign a little bit. Okay, uh, just while we've while we got, who, who are you tipping out of the, the bunnies and the, the seagulls? I'm Seagulls. Uh, I'm uh, I'm the Seagulls as well, yeah. I'm, so am I. I think the, yeah, I've gone manly. Yeah. yeah. Value of the weekend. Uh, I'm interested in the way that the shortened field will help South. It sounds silly, right? But I think with the, with the like their the new edge defence that they've got South, I think the shortened field are not giving like, the likes of Tommy and um, some of the speedy outside backs that, that manly have that extra space might just... It might help them a little bit. Help South. Uh, but I, I'm, mm. Yeah, help South a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm keeping Manly. I, I've I've been asked plenty of times about what you know what's important you know with a narrower field. I'm I'm not sure. Like I'm not sure what's important in narrow. Like I, I think 
all the all the things that you do well, you still need to do well on a narrow yeah. field. Uh, is yeah. does kicking become more important? Does field position become more important? Well, I've got um, visions of Tom Trebojevic supporting up the middle, yeah, and, and running straight up the guts through South Sydney. But but yeah. they they'll be more condensed. Like there, that's there, one, there, that's one there won't be the, there. there won't be the space in the middle or yeah. on the edge. Like mm. even though it's and only I'm, six I'm, meters, it's it will be jammed in a bit closer. Everyone will be a little I'm bit closer. I think that helps South uh, Manly and um, South. Sorry, I think that helps South Sydney a little bit more than than Manly. Um, just in mm. terms of you know South strengths in their forward pack and that sort of um, confusion. I guess a little bit around their edge defence at the moment. So that that you know the lack of space there, they might not get. Um, penalise as much for some poor defensive reads. Yeah. Uh, now, what's Gus said about Jeremiah Nanai? Or is it uh, Helam Lukey? Um, it was... No, Lukey. It was, it, it, it was, it was Lukey. Um, the um, fact that he's got an option his way to remain at North Queensland Cowboys for another 12 months. And, um, you know, there's been no official announcement from the club, but Gus let the cat out of the bag that he was told that um, Lukey... Um, had taken up a 12-month option to remain at the club and North Queensland. Did no one say to Gus, spoiler alert, like, Gus, come on, mate. <laughs> Seriously. Well, the Cowboys are saying, well, we don't know about it. We're not sure how Gus knows. Well, you know how Gus would know. He would have invited uh, young Healam down to the Chinese restaurant at Canterbury Leagues and his management would have said, oh, we've actually, we've re-signed we're for staying. months. Yeah, yeah, we're staying. We would, have got, a, we would have got a photo if that happened. Miss yeah, of course. You've got your inside <laughs> man. Gus is onto him. He's onto your inside man. He caught him last time. Remember, it was a security guard taking the photos of the CCTV. Uh, Gus is onto you, MC. Uh, there's, been, there's been lots of uh, meetings at the Bulldogs that have come out. Um, they've got to do them at Gus's house instead of pu- in public. Where does Gus live? Jackie's got a mansion. Gus is a shy man. Shire? Yeah, 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 Gus is in the Shire. All right. Stay yeah, out his house, Coyne, MC. Is that right? Is, I think he's yeah, next door to Mark Coyne. Coyne. He, bought, he, yeah. he, he yeah. bought the old house of... Um, yes. Yeah, uh, uh, Freeman. Scomo? Yes. yes. Freeman, like one of the, uh, oh, the colourful identities identity like of Sydney. Yeah. Oh, yeah, colourful yes. Identity. Yeah, colourful identity. Gangster yeah. Gus. Yeah, well, he is the good father. <laughs> All right, <laughs> thanks for joining us, MC. Good luck with the baby if it comes before we speak to you next, but we'll be talking to you tomorrow. I'm speaking to so. you tomorrow, so yeah. we'll see. I'll okay, know. speak tomorrow, MC. Go. Bye. A reminder about our Club Med Caller of the Year prize. We'll be sending a family of four to Bali valued at almost 10K. To be in the running, just call our open line, one 1170 You could be our caller of the week and then go into the draw for our Club Med caller of the year. Need to get away? Choose Club Med premium all-inclusive holidays. Visit Club Med online or your local travel agent. Uh, Vossi Yoki up in just a moment. We'll have to chat about that, Brandy. What's going to be? We'll ask Vossi.